Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And you know who we ain't got, fellas? We ain't got David this week. Man, oh man, we're sticking to our guns. The things that we did last week are still in effect. David Fleming... Reigning August Absurdity Champion has been removed from Game That Tune. It's a three-man show tonight. Um, man, what a show it's going to be. Uh, it's August Absurdity, fellas. We're going, uh, we're going super hyper-competitive here. Um, and we're uh, doing what we usually do, playing video game music for each other, trying to guess each other's games based on the songs and uh, a little bit of trivia. Uh, we're goofing off. We're having fun. But... Uh, yeah, this month I don't know, man. All the all the previously established rules are out the door. We're uh, we're doing what we want to do, which last week was eliminate someone from the show for losing the episode. So David, no longer here. You won't be hearing from him again. Maybe you will in September. Maybe you will later this August. Who could say? He's got you know he's got a list of things that need to be done in order to uh, re ingratiate himself to the show. We'll see how many of them he's able to do, but. Uh, it's, uh, it's just going to be the three of us tonight, guys, competing head-to-head. And I figured it's round two of August Absurdity, so we got to focus on the number two. I hope everybody evacuated your bowels prior to the show, because... I'm doing it now. Okay, good. Yeah, Jesse, you know, new spot. <laughs> you know, got that toilet seat rocking. Oh, um, yeah. This toilet's it- a rocket. Don't come a-knockin'. <laughs> oh, whoops. Whoa. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you're taking a shit, Jenny. You're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's round two, and the, there's three of us, so I uh, figured we each had to bring two games apiece. So that's what it's going to be tonight, guys. It's August Absurdity round two, uh, in which we each have presented two games. So we've got six fantastic games. Uh, the winner tonight... Did we establish what we're doing with the winner tonight? I think... I think the agreed-upon thing, you know, we're, we're trying to up the ante every week. And so the stakes last week was the loser goes home. So I think we decided that the winner tonight... Hire straight- somebody. Oh. Wait, say again? <laughs> Hire somebody new. Yeah. For the Hire, show. exactly, a, a fourth host for the show. My dad's uh, going to be on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Call your closest friend. It's going to be your wife or father. It's just how it goes. Um... But yeah, I was thinking, I, I think that we agreed that the winner tonight goes straight to the finals. Uh, so, uh, as high of stakes as there were last week. Someone was eliminated last week. This week, someone will be put forth straight to the finals. So, um, you know, truly a uh, devastatingly important episode of Game That Tune. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be good. The tunes are going to be good, I think. 
I say that you know cautiously, as you know Johnny last week did bring Tasmania to the show. Yeah. Um, but I think this week Johnny might have relied on fan requests, so I'm assuming that we have good fans and uh, good tunes from good fans. And uh, I think we just got a great show coming up, guys. So um, you know, get your uh, get your songs ready, get your uh, get your thinking caps on, and Johnny, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's do game one. Game one.
All right, guys. So, with 10 songs, this game features the most vocal tracks in the series that have not been remixed or reused in a future title.
right, guys. I assume uh, you're both feeling awesome after that. Yeah, in the sense that I really enjoyed the music. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a game. The game, right? That's a question. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. So Jesse says Jet Set Radio Future, and Johnny says Jet Set Radio Past. Uh, sadly, both are incorrect. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Uh, this you were on the right track. Uh, it's a Sega game, um, but it's a Sega game that came out on the Wii. It's a little, a uh, little Wii exclusive, uh, starring a certain Blue Hedgehog. Uh, Who? Yeah, uh, Sonic is his name, and uh, Sonic like turns the restaurant. Out, yes, exactly. He's a. Uh, it's a popcorn chicken-based game, uh, mostly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, this is uh, Sonic and the Secret Rings for the Nintendo Wii. Um, chosen, of course, by me as a middle finger to Johnny, because there is no way that Johnny's played the Wii-exclusive Sonic games. Um, you know, fun fact, I haven't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Real fun. Yeah. Uh, wanted to play some music that sounded vaguely... Like it could be a Crush 40 track there at the end, but then the vocals just never kick in. Uh, and then, yeah, then reveal that it's Sonic all along and in your face, Johnny. Um, Johnny, are you aware that there are two Sonic games for the Wii? Uh, I knew that there were... I knew there was that... Yeah, there's Sonic in the Black Knight, right? Is that a Wii exclusive? I think it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. But I kind of forgot about Sonic and the Secret Rings. Yeah, this was uh, a part of a two-part series with Sonic and the Black Knight, uh, the storybook Sonic series that uh, then ended after Sonic and the Black Knight. In <laughs> um, this one, Sonic goes back to like an ancient desert, I think. Um, I played this for like half a rental period back in 2007. <laughs> like, you know, this was uh, this was not a very fun game. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, yeah, I don't know if they improved upon it Sonic and the Black Knight, but in this one, it's, they were trying something new for a 3D Sonic game. It's basically, Sonic starts running, and you're tilting your little Wii controller like a steering wheel to make him move left and right, and shaking it to jump. And that's kind of all you do. Um, as I recall, again, I, you know, Sounds haven't played this. incredible. It's, you know, Jesse, it's so incredible. Cause you know, God. It, Sonic, I don't know, man. I'm trying to, like, figure out the thought process behind sending him back to what is, like, ancient Middle Eastern desert area. Almost exclusive. I mean, it speaks for itself. Like, why... Like, you know, in the Sonic games that I'm more familiar with, he's more in, like, kind of a modern, outlandish... You know, sometimes like space-ish and like futuristic type setting. Oh damn it! I keep forgetting to change the key for that. God! <laughs> God! I don't understand why you changed it. Um, Claptrap yeah, like, you know, has trumped. You know, Tim Sonic Kurt, likes to but... run around like you know nice green hills and then go to chemical plants and then start running through elaborate casinos and you know I guess there is the aquatic ruins thing. Uh, 
Johnny, give me give me some of the more like fantasy based settings in early Sonic games because I'm mostly thinking of like you know '90s colors and factories and you know th- <laughs> like I don't know I feel like you know thinking like Oil Ocean uh, you know Hilltop Zone's not a fancy thing it's just a hill uh, <laughs> you know launch base how do you know uh, uh, you know. It just doesn't seem like Sonic going into a desert-based fantasy setting makes any sense at all for the character. I don't know. Uh, well, in Sonic 1, the... Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking on the name of the second level. Marble Hill Zone, I think, or Marble something. Marble oh my Garden. God. No, Marble Garden in Sonic 3, right? That's where I'm getting thrown off here. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marvin shit. Gardens. No, you, you guys, you're missing the obvious one. And Sonic 2, Oil Ocean Zone. I, I mean, said that. Where's, all the, where's all the oil? Well, yeah, but, okay, but do they really Where? need to expand on the Oil Ocean Zone and take it back in time to a fantasy setting? Yeah, that's before they mined it all. That's like, that's before they found all the oil and Robotnik put nothing but oil rigs there. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe that's it's what It's right it is. there, John. It's right there. Okay, but so what's the secret rings? Well, he has to get the rings. That way he can bring them back in time so they can build the oil rigs. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's mining. It's, uh, you know, oil drilling equipment. Those are the secret you rings. C- you can't make chili dogs and, fr- and onion rings without oil. Sonic's actually helping Robotnik drill yes. and, and scout these locations for oil. Well, it's yeah. inadvertent. It's like a weird thing at the end where Robotnik's like, ha, 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 I tricked you. And Sonic's yeah. like, well, I still got chili dogs way past cool. <laughs> if you say so, I, you know, I guess I you know, shouldn't just make fun of Johnny for having not played these. Jesse, you, I think, owned a Wii at some point. Did you play uh, play Sonic? No, in I the did not. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't go near these games. Yeah. No, who would? Unless you happened to be working at Blockbuster at the time and you got a free rental and you rented that nope. and something else and decided to play the other I'll thing. I'll just quit. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you can you can rent Sonic for free. No, I, I don't yeah. need this job. No, nah, I'm out of here, man. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my no two yeah. weeks. I'm sorry, yeah, but Corey. I'm fucking... going. I'm I'm finished. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I might call HR. I haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Are you making me take this home? I don't think you're allowed yeah, to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's a it's a hoot of a soundtrack. Um, most of the soundtrack is credited to the absurdly named Rumblebee. <laughs> no, that's not a name. That's not. Yeah. No. And, and I just want to make sure you heard me pronounce that correctly. <laughs> Grundlebee? No, not, not, not Grundlebee. Not, okay. not Rumble, like, not Bumblebee with an R, but Run, like Sonic Runs, Bullbee. Um... And yeah, they are responsible for most of the vocals in the game. And, you know, I'm not down on Sonic and vocal songs. These songs are all fine. The vocals are barely there. It's not like... uh, uh, Frankly, the vocals could be more there. Like, you know, we all eventually came around and started loving Sonic Adventure music. You know, we all love love us some Live and Learn and some City Escape and that shit. Uh, Rumblebee really plays it kind of uh, of conservative on on the lyrics in these things. Like... Just kind of like you heard that uh, last song. It just kind of pops in like, Ooh, yeah. It's like no, no, no. You, you know, you forgot to sing. 
Did you only leave the backup vocals in this? Did you forget the main lyrics in all the songs? Like, where, uh, Rumblebee, you forgot the rest of the fucking, the words. I want to hear your, you know, poetic lyrics about, you know, how many rings Sonic has in his hands, or, you know, (laughs) how the hot air is shimmering, or, you know, the blue blur, you know, on the run, or whatever the fuck. You know, there's poetry in these, uh, in these games. God, can you imagine playing a Sonic game where the vocals changed based on how many rings you have like you're running through the stage and it's like now he's got 10 rings <laughs> oh no so he's like, got no rings <laughs> it's like bastion <laughs> god yeah that's you know, i mean okay yeah can we get the hedgehog crush? was running the top speed and then a monkey threw a coconut at him <laughs> he fell and rings flew everywhere he tried to pick them up some of them disappeared he only got one but that's okay. One is enough to not die. That's all you need. Can we get the guy from Crush 40 to like record dynamic <laughs> lyrics for all the songs that mention oh. how many rings they're holding? That's a good idea. Mm. Johnny, you know uh, Johnny from Crush 40. You can call him up, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah all yeah. Johnnies know each other. Yeah, yeah we're club. Yeah, I know you are. The you know People named Johnny who fucking love Sonic Club. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, just you two. Uh, <laughs> Wait, sure yeah. Bono isn't named Johnny, huh? You said it's just you two. Never mind. I was being, oh. I was being dumb. Yeah, you were. Segment over. Game two.
All right. Um, so this game uh, is uh, a request I received from our friend uh, CX. Um, he discorded me. And uh, so the trivia for this game is uh, the entire detective drama set in New York City premise of this game was originally envisioned for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, with Aya standing in for Cloud and Daniel standing in for Barrett. good all right <laughs> let's see what kind of answers you guys got oh oh oh, oh what the, okay that's that's a good answer johnny i genova's witness um that's sadly incorrect god i want that game and john with the correct answer parasite eve yes this is uh parasite eve it is a uh, role-playing game um, made by Square, uh, and uh, unfortunately, I have played very little of this game um, because when it came out, I was ignorant and uh, thought that it was a survival horror game, and I was like, man, Resident Evil is stupid. I'm not going to play this Resident Evil wannabe game. Wait, I'm and, sorry, oh, this, this isn't a survival horror game? So it is kind of survival horror-y, oh, but it okay. is more more RPG-ish, though. Okay. It's, uh... Because, like, the battles are kind of turn... Kind of like active turn battles. Um, kind of like uh, Final Fantasy VI or, like, seven or... 
most of the finances after a point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so you'd still have like ammo and stuff, and because I, I didn't get very far when I did play it. Um, but I think for October I might give it a like a good. It'd be a good game to stream, I think. It'd be fun to do. So I it's, might do that uh, for Halloween season. It's really something to behold. I'm looking at the images of it now, and yeah, it's. I remember the cool thing was like, like this was back when like you played video games to watch cinemas. Like right. for some reason, that was like in our head. And now, as we're older, we're like, I don't want to fucking watch a cinema. Like fucking, just let me play the goddamn game, you know? Um, unless Wait, you- it's like a like what. You don't like cutscenes? I mean, I I do to a degree. Like, I feel like back then I was more hype, but now it, it's it's a very terrible disease. Where when I when a cutscene starts, my hand immediately reaches for my phone, and wow. I I try to catch myself, but it's just like a problem I have. Yeah. It's, and like like you know. Um, the only time, like, like the Zelda ones, when I, like, the, 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 when you get the tears and the, and I, I, cause I know I'm about to see it. And you I, know that, they're only I gonna last. I do put everything down. Yeah. You, you know we unlike, like, a dragon's tear in Tears of the Kingdom, it's, like, gonna be two minutes tops, so you can give it your full attention. Yeah. But, like, you know, you, you bought, like, get a new game, and depending on the kind of game it is, you know, that opening cutscene, you might be just kind of half looking, you know. Because a lot of times they show you to show it to you, and then you press start, and they show it to you again. Mm-hmm. Like remember, like it seemed like back in the day, oh, back in the day, you know, games were only eight bit, you know. But um, you know, you'd get the opening like cinema, and that was the opening cinema. When you press start, you got a new cinema. It was like, oh, cool. And but like so, back to Parasite Eve. This game starts with everyone just spontaneously combusting as this lady is singing. And, like, the game has to do with, like, uh, your mitochondria, like, evolving, like, way faster than it should. And, like, weird shit happening. And, um, like, uh, CX was telling me, uh, like, you know, this stuff is kind of based on real theories like this stuff could possibly you know happen like not like maybe not the extent that this game shows it but like there's weird fucking stuff that your mitochondria could do if if it just started evolving one day you know it's hmm. it's 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 so there's that and um man i it hope seems, so. it sounds great it seems like a cool game and the composer is yoko shimamura and you know fucking also sounds she, great she can do whatever she wants you know <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I would love it if my mitochondria just suddenly evolved in some unexpected way. That'd be a nice shakeup to things. Like, well, it seemed like in this game, the big shakeup would be you catching on fire. Okay, well, I mean, that's interesting. I don't necessarily want that to happen, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's if interesting. It, if it happens, it happens. I don't know. <laughs> What about this woman with the giant, like, hideous tumor on her back? She's a, she's a you know, red dress wearing babe, and then it just, you know, she's got, like, an Akira blob thing for her back. It's not so good. Yeah. Yeah, I could deal with having a giant Akira blob thing on my back. I don't know. Could you? I mean, I assume that, like, work would accommodate me. I don't know. You know. Then we again, need uh, to figure out, like, hmm. you know how, like, 
in school, they'd like give you like a bag of flour and be like, "Here's your baby for a week." Right. That never actually happened to me. That was only on television. Did that ever happen to you? Fuck no. No. Okay. No, so, anyways, God. we make some kind of like contraption to like strap to your back, or or like some kind of like hot glue situation. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and you see how long you can deal with having this fucking thing Just, on your back. Yeah, hot glue some meat to your back and. Let's see how you feel. Hmm. Yeah, Jesse, you make a compelling argument. Maybe I don't want this to happen. Well, um, I, I, I really want to clarify because tag function. I want to clarify because Jesse, you're a couple years lower than me. I didn't get the pack of flour, you know, thing when I was at school. They gave me an actual baby to take care of for a week. Is that is that not what they do anymore? They don't, no. Okay, no. Ah. That's... I remember some uh, TV. They'd have like a robot baby, and it would just like cry and stuff. And Jesus. Like, yeah, see, that was always from, a weird thing. I think we're all from a, Florida, so so the only lesson was abstinence, and yeah, it's like don't even true. think about having a baby. Like you know, we're not trying to convince you to not have a baby. Just don't. Beavis They're, and Butthead had a good one. Um, I, they fucked that baby up. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I knew more about Parasite Eve. So I'm yeah, sorry. It, it's also like a detective drama in New York City. Well, yeah, because you're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. Right, sure, sure, sure. People start exploding with tumors and fire, and you're trying to figure it out. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. You've said <laughs> a number of descriptors of things. I'm, you know, trying to piece the whole thing together. Takes a so, real detective to, to figure that out. I'm saying it, yeah. It's like, okay, so let's see. Things we know about this game. It's a detective drama. It involves mitochondria exploding. Um, it's got a Yokoshima Morris soundtrack, so it's probably epic. And for some reason, it's called Parasite Eve, which really makes you think of Resident Evil. Uh, See, but that's but what you'd think. <laughs> not necessarily a survival horror game, but it kind of is. Like, this game sounds inscrutable, Jesse. <laughs> it seems like you, you should probably play it. Yeah, I'm going to, I think. This yeah. Halloween is... Put it on the board. a good spooky game. Yeah, get into it. Because uh, I'd like to see you play it. I don't want to play it. Uh, yeah, I don't do PS1 RPG situations anymore. Uh, you know, like, I, I, I'm not against cutscenes. I'm for cutscenes. But I'm also for games that respect my time. What? And yeah, old, yeah. Old games I, don't I like do cut that. cutscenes <laughs> that respect your time. Yeah. yeah. So, mm, show some respect, Parasite Eve. Where do you get off being 25 years old and... Having cutscenes that make Jesse fall asleep and look at his phone. Come on, game. Be more exciting. You know, God, this game would never make it today. They would never release this. Well, you know, really, like, Metal Gear Solid 4 had some long-ass fucking cutscenes. It was the entire point. Look, but I enjoy... Okay. That game is 15 years old, Jesse. What is your point? I feel like, you know, because Tay brings up a good point that I should not play Final Fantasy 16. I feel like I say, I I'm would playing Final Fantasy 16 right now and loving it. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like I would probably pay attention to at least 95% of the cutscenes. Because if it's a game that I'm like into, then yeah, I'm going to be invested in the cutscenes. Right. But, you know. Yeah. No, Final Fantasy 16 so far, cutscene heavy and also really good. Yeah, if they're um, good cutscenes, I just, I guess my, uh, I guess ranking of cutscenes is, uh, more difficult to pass. So, you gotta mm -hmm. be Zelda or Final Fantasy to get me to watch, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, no janky old Parasite Eve cutscenes. 
Um, but maybe well, no, it, those were cool. That, maybe, those were back like, yeah, when you, I you'll discover by it. playing this that like you know, there's the charm of the the old old CGI that grabs your attention and keeps it. Um, I don't know. We'll find out in October. I think you should definitely get on this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, any any further thank yous for the the request? I just wanted to thank CX for sending uh, Parasite Eve my way, and um, you know I would say I'm surprised we haven't used it yet, but I haven't played it, and I'm usually the only PlayStation guy in the show, yeah. so I guess it isn't a surprise. I'm gonna say yeah, who would have? <laughs> Um, cool pick, cool soundtrack. Love that, Yoko. Um, you know, I'll check back with you come October, Jesse. Yep. Game three.
Alright guys, so um in North America this was the first game to support the Super CD ROM squared uh console add-on. Who's got some uh, answers? Alright, so, um... John says, East 3, which is incorrect, and Jesse says, Gate of Thunder, parentheses, butt joke. Which is correct. This is Gate of Thunder for the TurboGrafx-16, specifically with the Super CD-ROM Squared add-on. Uh, this is a TurboGrafx CD game. Uh, hmm. A launch title in North America. It was also a packing game on the Turbo Duo version, uh, and it is a shoot 'em up uh, that has a on the Turbo Graphics. What? <laughs> Turbo Graphics. <laughs> yeah, shoot 'em up on the Turbo Graphics. Big surprise. With a pretty sweet soundtrack. I really just enjoy listening to the soundtrack. Uh, it's uh, it sounds it's a very like, good soundtrack. Yeah. That second track in particular sounds almost kind of like some kind of Swedish heavy metal kind of thing. Like, I, I was just really into that. Real sweet. Yeah. Whew. Okay. I was I was getting nervous. I'm like, wait, I've fucking... I, I've obviously forgotten the Gate of Thunder soundtrack. I was like, I remember marking this with a big old, like, you know, highlight in my list of, uh, you know, games for GTT Gems for October of 1992. I'm like... So that's coming past. Did I forget to fucking include it? No, I didn't. We didn't overlook it on that episode of Jim's. It's there. Uh, <laughs> good fucking soundtrack that yeah. I've obviously forgotten now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I think I watched a guy on Twitch do like an arcade playthrough of this, and I was like, oh, this game is fucking like crazy. 
Um, or maybe it's not arcade. Maybe it was just Turbo Graphics. But still, it's like, uh, what a wild-looking game with an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a whole like anime like opening cutscene thing going on, um, mm-hmm. with like you know music time to the cutscene. Like it's it's absolutely bananas. And yeah, uh, I think uh, isn't it made? It's made by the people or people from Technosoft that used to make Thunder Force. That's like kind of the whole idea, right? Like. Yes. Yeah, some guys were like, yeah, we want to keep making Thunder Force, and TurboGrafx seems like the only place to do it. And uh, they had to go. They couldn't call it Thunder Force. They had to change it up. They, they probably got in trouble for Force of Thunder, so they changed it to Gate of Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> but It should have been Gape of Thunder. Yeah, okay, we get it with the butt joke, Jesse. I, you know, it was clear Sorry. when you wrote your answer. Good God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would thunder even gape somebody? Like it's a sound. You want to see? I I think. Oh, you okay? There. Okay. You know how uh, when Venom shows up, Reed Richards has to go to Spider-Man and give him the big sonic blaster, and then sound waves like move the symbiote off of Eddie Brock. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. So suck it. <laughs> so I it's just changed wait, the sound. I don't have to suck it on there anymore. So wait, it, it's used to remove sticky symbiotes, but somehow that equates to you know dilating buttholes to you. Well, I'm saying if you can like move or, a symbiote off a body, you can you know. And they also have those weapons in um fucking oh well they uh, uh there's like there's like sound things. That makes like this really loud like pitch uh, sound they use on like rioters or whatever in like yeah. Russia, and it makes them shit themselves. And so like it's so there you go more sound doing butt stuff. Okay, well that that makes more sense than your venom example, quite frankly. Yeah, should have gotten there first. Um, but yes, yeah, so the gate of well, thunder. I like comic books. Then you should know them better. Venom, it doesn't have anything to do with a butthole. Doesn't he, though? I'm pretty sure the symbiote is just, like, fecal matter expelled from an alien butthole. I'm pretty sure that's the backstory. No, Johnny's wrong. (laughs) See? Jeez. Jesse will call that out. No, Venom's not alien poop. But, (laughs) you know. But he is somehow... Carnage might be. Oh! It's more like an alien tapeworm, okay? <laughs> it still comes out yeah, of the butt. Yeah, that's, that's actually more. Mm. That, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to a talking head of Jesse. That's not a tapeworm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah. So it's Gate of Thunder. Uh, not Thunder Force, not Force of Thunder. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, you know, a great pull from the Turbo Graphics. I'm sure that you've played it before. You were uh, you were the Turbo Graphics owner among us. Oh yeah, I had like ten of them growing up. I call them Johnny Turbo. <laughs> Johnny, sixteen, you stupid idiot. <laughs> no. that's, that's where they got the name. <laughs> now sixteen's way too many. I, I had ten. Mm. Okay, ten, ten the, super the CD-ROM add-ons. Ten. <laughs> ten super CD-ROM add-ons squared, so like a hundred. Yeah, you know, I never really understood why they called the Super CD-ROM Squared, because I don't think there was a... Was there a previous CD-ROM add-on for the TurboGrafx? I don't think there was. I think there was still only one. Oh, so no, like, there was. Oh, there was. The only uh, thing I can think of is, because they had the Turbo Duo, 
which was basically the CD drive and the regular Hue cards, like in one console. Right. Now, the funny thing is the the other CD-ROM add-on was called the CD-ROM Squared, and then they came out with the Super CD-ROM Squared. So it was, <laughs> no, you know, no matter what, still very silly. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess that it's a uh, cool marketing thing, like, you know, Super Scripts were really hot back in the early 90s. Uh, they probably came up with the name before Alien 3 came out and flopped. And they were like, well, we got to keep it. It's on all the marketing materials. Like, I thought this squared thing was going to be really sick. No, turns out, you know, Alien 3 blew it. So, for the next one, we'll just add Super on. That seems to be a successful way to make a video game console. Let's, uh, let's call it Super something. You know. We call it a, some sort of drive. A mega drive? No, that's already taken? Fine, fine. Super CD-ROM squared. That'll do. You got me imagining, if they, what if they called the Super Nintendo the Super SNES squared? Just like really kind of... If they called it the NES squared or the Super NES squared? Super, super NES squared. <laughs> they do both. Yeah, that would have been good. That's probably the working name of that the failed SNES uh, like Sony collaboration. That's probably what we almost had. We had this, you know, almost had the Super NES Super CD-ROM squared, uh, you know, by Sony. But Nintendo, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't keep the relationship going, and therefore, uh, you know, lost a bunch of, bunch of stuff. Yeah. Lost a time. What a shame. What All a missed opportunity. Just... Like, can you, can you imagine today getting to use your Nintendo Walkman? You know, listening to CDs <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're super walk man, walk squared man. <laughs> yeah, sixty four. Yeah, by Sony Nintendo. Uh, be pretty sweet. Probably would have gotten uh, you know Mario movies uh, earlier and at a more alarming rate if they had partnered up with Sony. But alarming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got the one and it was bad. But you know, we probably would have gotten like you know they, they would have ridden the Shrek wave. Wait, fucking... which one was bad? Well, I I said that we got one. One was Super Mario Brothers movie came out this year, and I was referring to another one that had previously come out. So you do the math, Jesse. Well, that you... one's not bad either. It's just weird. I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> I think we all like bad things, though. <laughs> Has there been a How Did This Get Made episode about the Super Mario Brothers movie? That's the ultimate litmus test, I think. Uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't listened to that podcast in a good six years. <laughs> uh, they still make that? Yeah. yeah they, they probably should do an episode about it. But, uh, yeah, I think we all know how it was made. We, we, we fucking, you know, people like us uh, have followed the Super Mario Brothers movie archive on Twitter and watched the movie and discussed it. It's, uh, it's been done. Um, so, yeah, no more, uh, no more of that, but, uh, yeah, there, there maybe could have been more Super, uh, Super Nintendo movies if they'd partnered with Sony sooner. Uh, all that is to say, there's nothing to say about a, a shoot 'em up with a really sick soundtrack on the Turbo Graphics. Like, you know, cool pick, Johnny. Yeah, soundtrack's uh, sick, you shoot 'em up, end of story, like, it's that, that, that's it. That's all yeah. there is. Exactly. Game four. Oh, oops. No, wait, that's right. Game four.
So, if you uh, leave the character alone for a few seconds, um, their idle animation is that they will spin in place and throw a brief tantrum, after which he'll start tapping his foot impatiently. Oh shit, that was fast. Oh boy. Alright, alright fellas. Let's quick write those answers down. We'll see what happens. Someone's sure to be upset. Yep. Alright, here we go. What? Oh, uh, so... Oh man, y'all both wrong. Uh, Johnny said Baby's Day Out, wrong. John said Arrow, the acrobat, that's wrong. Uh, this is Tasmania for the Sega Genesis. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, um... <laughs> I was thinking I was going to use another game but it didn't have as many songs and they were real just ambient BS and then I remember something Johnny did <laughs> and I was like what if I <laughs> went back a step and, and that would be absurd I just I was like this is August absurdity and I wanted to do something absurd so uh decided to went with uh, Tasmania on the, the Sega Genesis which is Probably way more playable than the Game Gear one. Uh, Probably. How do you explain the music? Prettier. What? How the fuck do you explain that first song? What the fuck? <laughs> that one was wild. It was like it's in the Acme factory, so there's like you know anvils and shit falling, and and like you know dynamite blowing up, and it's uh, yeah, deeply unpleasant it's to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's absurd. It's August. Mm -hmm. But see, like, Johnny and, uh, picking 
Taz on the Game Gear last week, the, you know, kind of, the, I think the point was it's all around awful, and the music even, like, fails to play properly because of how bad yeah. the game is. I assume, based on those last two songs, that you probably could have found a first song that didn't almost, like, give me a migraine and make me throw up on stream. Like, that was... <laughs> It was yeah, so bad. It hurt. <laughs> think of the visual. <laughs> I was on the like, verge, I'm trying man. to get subs here, dude. But <laughs> if I can make you throw up on stream by playing shitty Looney Tunes games, then guess what, motherfucker? That's the next three months of your life. <laughs> think of the absurdity. Yeah. You forgot it's supposed to be about the absurdity. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make John throw up on stream. That's the goal. That's mm. my goal for the year. I don't know how. How it would be even possible, but... I've, you know, I've expelled so many liquids on stream. Never never throw up, though. Vomit is in... the obvious next choice. Yeah, that's the... That's the one. Damn. The... So it's... Tasmania, and it's not about trying to find a bird and make a giant omelet or whatever. I assume. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. I think this one oh. is about trying to make the giant omelet. I'm pretty God sure. Damn it! <laughs> what is with these fucking games, man? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I like this and last week have made me like retroactively hate Taz. Like oh. it's over. Well, yeah. he didn't do anything wrong. I did see that there's uh, a game called Taz Escapes from Mars, and I feel like that one might still be bad, but it sounds cool because it, it crosses over everyone's favorite Looney Tune characters, the Tasmanian Devil and Marvin the Martian. Hmm. Yeah, so I've played both these games. Um, oh, you played the the, uh, Mar the the Mars one? Yeah, and the Mars one is a lot more serviceable, but the original Tasmania game is not very good. Uh, I remember running it and being so excited about it because I, I loved uh, Tiny Toons at the time. I mean, Looney Tunes, you know, sure, but like Tiny Toons is hot. So like, I felt like there's an overall thing about just all Looney Tunes in general. Um, and like, no, it's not Tiny Toons, but it's related. You know, so I go, like, oh, hell yeah, Tasmania game. Let's do this. Also, Tasmania was a show, you know. Uh, yeah, fuck that show. Wasn't the whole gag on that show was like everybody talked except Taz? Like Taz just did his usual like ready people thing. Yeah. And everybody, but it was kind of like a reverse a uh, a reverse Star Wars holiday special where everyone else could talk. Oh. You know. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. That was a good yeah. show, Tiny Toons. Oh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, no, not Tasmania. You know, I watched Tasmania as a kid, but I didn't like it because, like, like Johnny said, like his family all like talked and stuff, and I'm like, like, and Taz isn't gonna talk. Well, Taz would talk sometimes, wouldn't he? In the, I, I in really the don't remember very like, little, as I recall. What, I don't know. It's been what 20, I hated was the years. the weird interstitial cartoons, like the non-Tasmania ones. Oh yeah, there like, were too many characters on that show. I remember as yeah. a kid being exhausted by the opening to that show. <laughs> it's like they're not going to keep naming these characters, are they? Who the fuck are all these characters? Like, you know, like, you know, I wish we had the opening to Tasmania to watch right now because I feel like they name it's like Taz. No, they name like twenty-five fucking characters. <laughs> yeah. I was um, uh, the other reason I picked this game is I was hoping we had the It's Taz still on the soundboard from last time. Oh no, Johnny never took that. It's on my end, and I don't think oh. I have it loaded up. Give me a hell yeah! No, that's not it. I don't have it. 
Alright, give me a sec. I'll get the good tan. Come with me to hell! You keep trying, Johnny. One yeah. of these is bound to be it. Uh. Pepsi Man! Love 2! That's not Ugh. it. Hey, Come that. to test me. I fucking... Come to test me. Yeah, as long as David's not here, can I express my distaste for the love theme <laughs> and, you know, that awful fucking, like, uh, computer sound where it just said love one through five, you know, for everything? Johnny, I apologize if it was actually you behind that, but I feel like that was a David invention and it fucking sucked. I feel like, uh, I don't I feel like it was a that. guest that brought that or something. I don't remember. God, well, you know, whoever they are, they're off the show now. And with good cause. <laughs> Ain't doing love one. What is this one? It's tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's that's. I like that. Yeah, I should use that more often. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did I get it? Yeah. Oh, God, I love that. I yeah. love Taz. I, and, I mean, I like that call. You got the, the man yelling his fucking intro. Yeah, Taz. Followed immediately by, by JR it's clarifying. It's Taz. Uh, in case you didn't hear that, that guy. You know, in case you didn't see the man walking in and hear that guy. Uh, it is indeed Taz. Um, he deserves stubborn billing. Yeah, he does. There's an echo in there, baby. Um, man... I ain't got no patience for Tasmanian. and no offense, Jesse. Uh, no, it's fine. I, 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 I feel like, you know, pro tip, man, this segment would have gone better if you had chosen a different first song. I would have been in a much better mood. But, man, you know, I feel like Taz, I, you know, composed that first song himself, and I'm mad at him for it. Yeah. You decide if I mean the fucking the cartoon character or the wrestler. One of them is a terrible composer. Game
guys so this game contains no means of attacking normal enemies instead it chose to focus on platforming and cooperative gameplay
All right, who's feeling great? Oh, you know I am. Good. Uh, okay, so Johnny <laughs> says Mario 69. He's very close. Uh, Jesse says Illusion Island. He is very close to correct. It's Disney Illusion Island. So, yeah, we'll give him a point for that. I don't know if Disney's officially in the title or not. It's that Warner Brothers Illusion Island. Yeah, hey, you know, you never know, man. Uh, God, what a fucking terrible island of illusions fucking Warner Brothers would make. Let's <laughs> yeah. see, you could have Taz, Taz in it. Um, see, I'm already out. <laughs> yeah, see, you have yeah, the Clockwork Orange that. people there. Mm-hmm. You know that. Ezra, yeah. Yeah, Ezra Miller's there. Uh, Christopher Reeve. Uh, <laughs> Christopher yeah, I'm just thinking of it like, you know, the real world people that would have to be there. Uh, you know, the haunting visage of Ezra Miller on Disney's, or excuse me, Warner Brothers Illusion Island. Um, no, but it's Disney Illusion Island. Uh, an adorable little game that, as far as I know, no one requested for the show and has never been mentioned in our Discord before, but seemed like the kind of thing that would be on a certain David who is a uh, host of this show. It seems like it'd be on his radar. Who? David, uh, I forget his name. David F. Wyland? David, uh, some kind of deposed monarch. Carradine? Yes, David Carradine was a big fan of Disney Illusion Island. Um, <laughs> he was you know. such a big fan. Dude was a fucking <laughs> visionary and head of his time. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to get to that island of illusions and, you know, paid dearly. Uh... Poor guy. But yeah, so David Fleming, David Carradine, basically the same people. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I basically just uh, basically just picked this to, you know, I don't know, make fun of David for not being on the episode. Because it's like, I'm sorry, there's an adorable new Disney-themed platforming game exclusive to Switch. That seems like the kind of thing David would have... Uh, had downloaded this uh, this past week and been playing and you know gushing over, because um, yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty cute. I'm guessing that none of you guys have played it because it's been out for like I don't know ten days, and while it looks appealing, I you know I do want to say this game looks pretty sweet. And I'm considering it at some point in the future. Uh, I ain't paying no forty bucks for this. This uh, it's a it's a steep price for uh, for a Disney kids platforming game but it looks pretty fucking cute um have you seen anything about this uh jesse i've i've heard a lot about it yeah um it it sounds pretty cool but like not you know not something like focused towards our demographic um it's definitely more like a you know you want your kids to like maybe get into like a fun like puzzle platformy game right um which makes sense because it's fucking you know mickey mouse and stuff mm-hmm. and it's you know it's the style of that more recent mickey mouse cartoon which is incredible i'd like to say yeah uh, i haven't actually watched good. that new cartoon but it is uh, you should it's funny as shit right it's funny i saw something like a video i was looking up just you know a couple extra clips to fill in my brain before the show and uh, somebody said, oh, this game's got a fantastic hand-drawn art style. I'm like, hand-drawn my ass. 
Like, <laughs> you know, that's not hand-drawn, baby. That, you know, like, nothing about this game looks hand-drawn. It looks nice and fluid in its animations, and the characters are, you know, they, they move in funny ways, and, you know, they're kind of bendy and loose. Like, uh, it's clearly like a modern homage to old Disney cartoons. But, uh, no, there's not a single fucking thing that looks hand-drawn in this game. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like a pretty sweet game. Yeah, it's like, uh, four-player co-op, uh, platformer if you want it to be, and you don't kill stuff. You don't even, like, jump on stuff. Literally, like, uh, most of the enemies that you encounter are things that are, like, covered in spikes, so it's, you know, a big signal of, like, don't fucking touch them. Uh, try to jump around them. Find ways to get through the level and do things. Um... And it seems really geared towards, like, uh, playing with kids, you know, either, like, parents and, you know, kids, or, like, siblings playing with younger siblings. Because uh, a lot of it's, like, uh, you know, co-op uh, platforming stuff. It's like a... It seems like a pretty large, kind of Metroidvania-style map for a game like this. But if you're playing with, uh, with like, a younger, you know, uh, I don't know, partner, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. If you, know, if you got a kid playing with you, it doesn't seem like it's made to be confusing. There's like signs pointing towards things. You can check your map. Uh, if you're more advanced than the kid that you're playing with, you can like do a, a tough platforming thing and then like open a portal so that they can go through it and just skip that. Um, if you like, you know, traverse something, you can drop down a little rope, uh, which I guess is like a homage to the... Disney Genesis games like uh, the Johnny help me out here the one with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck what was that Castle of Illusion World, uh, World, of, Illusion? Of, World of Illusion Quack Shot yeah uh, you can like drop down a little rope for your partner to climb up and so like you, you, know, you help each other out and in the most adorable of flourishes for the game uh, you know it's it harms you to like touch spikes and touch enemies and you, know, you only get like uh, two or three hearts so I was like damn that's kind of hardcore like you know it's uh yeah, you can only, like, you can't attack anything, and if you touch them, you can only, like, get hit three times. That's, you know, I guess that's kind of in line with Super Mario. But you can, uh, when you meet up with a partner, you can press a button and hug each other, and you each recover a heart. There's that's a, pretty cute. There's a dedicated hug button, so all the characters can give each other a nice hug and get life back. And, you know, I'm fully in favor of it. Super cute little platformer with, uh, you know, wacky Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy designs. You know, okay, cool. You know, you almost got me on the hook, man. I'm still not paying 40 bucks for this, but I might pay, you know, 20 in a, you know, sale in a couple of months. This seems like the kind of thing I can actually tolerate playing with my son. Yeah, he's five. Of course, John, why don't you want to play my game? <sighs> yeah, again, like, I, you know, I don't know. 40s steep for like what could you know like it, it's got to be I, I really hope that if i do one day buy this my son enjoys it because i won't play it by myself <laughs> like i simply no like let's just let's not even bother like i can't play a challengeless metroidvania starring mickey mouse on my own so i hope in the future if i consider buying this that my son expresses some interest in it because yeah i would like to uh like to have an excuse to play because it, it seems super cute, but um, yeah, it's a it's a just charming game. And, you know, I was also thinking about it like you know, I feel like people right now have a little bit of Disney fatigue, you know. But uh, I realized in like watching you know videos of like you know the little cutscenes for this and 
you know, hearing some of the jokes and seeing the characters. I don't have Mickey Mouse fatigue. Uh, you know, all my Disney fatigue is related to what they've done with the other uh, properties they own. Mickey Mouse, I actually, I still find this guy pretty endearing and cute. So maybe a Mickey Mouse themed game would be right up, uh, you know, just kind of silly, joyful thing that would uh, warm an old man's heart. I don't know. It was always Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, that kind of had the opposite effect last time I tried. (laughs) (laughs) That really fucking, that almost turned me to darkness, man. I, uh, holy shit. (laughs) Like, oh, man. You know, Kingdom Hearts 3 did not work for me at all. (laughs) Like, it was uh, devastating. You know, you ever spend a good 16 years hoping for something and then have it be a letdown? Uh, yeah. It's happened to me a few times in my life. Uh, you know, once relating, (laughs) once relating to losing my virginity and the other time relating to Kingdom Hearts (laughs) three and both times huge letdowns. (laughs) So never wait 16 years or more for anything. It's, you know, (laughs) God, it's going to be, uh, it's just never going to live up to the expectations. You know, um, yeah. First time sex in Kingdom Hearts three, same, uh. Ugh, same experience as far as I'm concerned. I didn't get anything good out of it. Um, but yeah, a fun game. That uh, Man, you know, guys, what if we all bought this? What if we all bought this game? What if we, we as a collective paid $160 to uh, own this game and play with each other instead of our kids? What if we got together as four grown men and played this game online, like for like a Twitch stream or just for our own enjoyment? What if we did it? I mean, I probably won't spend the money because shit's uh, tight. I'm going to insist that you do. I'm going to insist that people go to uh, Patreon and uh, you know get a uh, get on the uh, get on the subscriptions. You know, become VIPs, become uh, you know absurd fans. Get uh, get enough money for us to all play this game. You know, we almost make enough money monthly on Patreon to afford this game, but uh, we're not quite there. So that's our next now, Pat- new Patreon goal. Uh, do we have four to do the voices? Of... Fuck no. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 mean, I don't do voices. I don't know if you noticed this. You guys all attempt the voices. I don't do voices. <laughs> yeah, see? Not my thing. I I have problems doing Donald. I can't do a Donald Fuck voice yeah, that's to save the thing. my life. I feel like I would be left to do Donald because I love Donald Duck and would be probably playing as him, if not Goofy. And, you know, Goofy's an easy one. I can't get high-pitched enough to do Mickey or Minnie, so I'd just be stuck trying to do Donald, and it would just be a terrible, terrible failure. So. <laughs> that's, not, that's my best Donald. Whoa! You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is maybe as close as your, uh, your fucking Scottish mother made impression. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, that that was um, that was really something, Johnny. It, you know, certainly not affected <laughs> I feel by our like previous. The devil discuss- escaped. Not, it wasn't in any way influenced by our previous discussion of Tasmania at all. You just nailed Donald Duck right there. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, Disney's Illusion Island, cute game. You know, cute multiplayer platformer. Uh, looks fun in a way that other previous multiplayer platformers probably uh, weren't. You know, I'm thinking of uh, the new Super Mario Brothers games. <laughs> like, this looks more fun than that. So, 
uh, I might play it one day. We might have to do it, guys. We'll see. We'll see how enthusiastic David turned out to be for this. If he uh, comes back at the end of the month and reveals that he actually already bought the game and beat it, then I will have been spot on for this segment. But, you know, knowing me, I probably botched it up. He probably never even heard of this or something. But <laughs> it seemed like the kind of thing he would be obsessed over. You know, if they maybe if they do like some princess DLC or something, he'll grab it. But, you know, David, David, the Disney fan not being here, I, I had to grab this game. So uh, cute game, cute soundtrack. Uh, you know, we'll all play it one day. It's inevitable. I'm you know calling it now. Um, Johnny, I, that wasn't the last game, was it? We have another one, right? Uh, let me check here.
Alright guys, this is our fan request. Um and this is uh let's see. This game is a RPG with uh strategic combat, deep crafting and programming elements, and it's animated entirely in ASCII art. Who's got some answers? Yes, yes. Alright, so everybody says Stone, Stone Story RPG, and everybody is correct. This is Stone Story RPG, the very cool uh, RPG game animated entirely in ASCII art. I don't know if you guys saw earlier this week or late last week at some point. Uh, Tay embedded a stream of somebody playing this game uh, on GGTRadio.com. Yes. And I found it just absolutely fascinating and amazing. I was like, this, this looks awesome. <laughs> um, all the art is so cute. And it's it's all just ASCII art. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Have any of you guys uh, seen this game? I saw it for like 10 minutes when it was on stream. I was looking <laughs> at it. And it looks really neat. Yeah, I, it's very fascinating how they did this. It's cool. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's very creative. It's not truly, like, you know, he's not playing a game in, like, a terminal. Like, it is using, you know, modern graphics to actually animate it, but it's all animated with Gasky characters. It, it's pretty yeah. neat. But, you know, he took the time to, like, draw up all the various characters, and it it, it implements things like parallax scrolling, um, which I thought was amazing to see done in ASCII. I was like, this is, this is absolutely bonkers. And, uh, yeah, you're a guy running around, you got, like, a wolf friend, and you're, you know, fighting enemies, and, um, I think my favorite enemy so far that I've seen is the frog. The frogs in these games are very cute. Uh, they're quite large, and just, uh, just adorable looking. 
and yeah and the soundtrack is quite nice the soundtrack has some kind of like more uh high tempo high energy music for like the boss fights which is what those first two tracks were and then uh, a lot of it is a little more downbeat, down tempo, chill, you know, kind of music, lo-fi kind of vibe. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Lo-fi in a Haunted Asgard game? You don't say. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Be kind of weird if they got Yoko Shimamura doing the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, it's yeah. sweeping and lovely. It's crazy. There's only, you know, zeros and parentheses on screen right now, but okay. I can't imagine playing this game and the, the soundtrack is a full orchestral arrangement, you know? I think um, an arranged soundtrack would be pretty fantastic. Yeah. Fucking Crush 40 shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where are all those vocal tracks? Do we get, can we get, you know, Rumblebee in here? And- <laughs> yeah. God, Rumblebee sounds like the name of somebody that would make an assy art game. So, um, yeah, probably somebody that wrote a lot of game FAQs. So it all makes sense. <laughs> I am prolific so, on GameFAQs.com. My name is So, Bumblebee. like, I didn't glean from the, the actual, like, video, like I said, of the small amount of this game that I saw. So, like, is there, like, action to the game? Are you actually, like, moving a character and doing stuff? Or it's it's not all, like, it's not like command line or anything like that. It's like you're, <laughs> move, you're, you're moving characters and things. Everything's, like, it's art. It's not text. Right, yeah, you're not like typing in commands, no. Yeah, um, it, it's not. My a, brain had that question momentarily when the game came on the thing. I'm like, what, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> no, you're not watching like a very high level mud, although that would be amazing. That would be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you type something. Let's start streaming muds, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's actually not a bad idea. I feel like that's a, a real market that's not been cornered. I bet you'd get at least, like, five or seven freaks that were, like, so down on, like, oh, we gotta watch the Mudstream, guys. <laughs> when, you say, now, when you say Mudstream, I imagine it's a hot nope. tub stream full of mud, but that's not the case. Okay, but that's not. So imagine all I mean, those disappointed people. Yeah. I'd be pretty down for it. Yeah. I don't know. People hot tub streaming from mud? I don't know. That sounds fine. A double mud stream. Like, you, you're in a hot tub full of mud while you play a mud. Mmm, okay, yeah. That way you kill, mm. you, you know, kill two birds, one stone. Like, you know, mass appeal. And on the and on the back, and in the background, you can have uh, the um, Star Trek episode, Mud's Women, where it has uh, uh, that mud guy. Um, you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, you guys don't watch Star Trek. Yeah, Say, no, man. I always forget that, like, <laughs> some reason it just passed you guys. It's weird. It's because we're not fucking nerds, Jesse. Um, we do a video game music guessing game show. We're not dorks like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my bad. Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny how Star Trek missed me until the Chris Pine one. I, uh, yeah. hey, I mean, that's a good one, but that's a weird. Well, that's a weird starting point. I mean, I mean it wasn't good. my full starting point. I was aware of it. I just didn't watch much of it. It's like, oh, I'd rather do almost anything than continue to watch this. Like, strange. You know, I don't know. Something about the TV series didn't work for me. And I hadn't seen the movies. You know, they were they were kind of before my time. I think I saw Nemesis or some shit when I was younger. Um, and I had no frame of reference for it. And then, yeah, I waited and it's like, all right, cool. They're rebooting it. Good, safe entry point for Star Trek. This is my time. And then they, you know, man, they lost me almost immediately with End of Darkness. 
uh, Star Trek, weird thing. And you know, now it's like there's too much of it to catch up with. Not uh, not going back. Yeah, if you can give me like five Star Trek things to watch, you know, like episodes, I mean, I'll watch them. Not series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boil it down to five. <laughs> That's a uh, across I, all <laughs> across all generations and series. Just you know, give me give me five. Uh, give me give me a top five at some point. Not tonight. I don't want it right now. But uh, okay. Yeah. Be thinking on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I got it. Jesse's I'll, five essential pieces I, of Star Trek. <laughs> anything, and one of them better be Star Trek two thousand nine. I've already seen that. that oh, makes we it... already saw Wrath of Khan. Okay, cool. So, so that you know, yeah, so that doesn't have to be on the five. Yeah, so no. I, that's awesome. So five things I haven't Ooh. seen. There you go. Yeah, know what I've seen. <laughs> this sounds like a, a mini podcast waiting to happen. I think it is. Yeah, John Trek, the limited yeah. series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can Jesse sell John on Star Trek in five episodes or less? <laughs> yeah, the answer uh, I'm gonna tell you, it's probably yes. Yeah, I. Uh, oh man. Oh man, I just gotta show you one episode with with fucking uh, Mirror Kira, and you'll be like, okay. The mirror universe version of, of of Kira. Oh, Kira Knightley. No, uh, Kira Norris. She's like the security officer on. Um, no, she's. Oh, I'm bad at their, all their like designations on Deep Space Nine. See, like, I'm not the asking lady, you to know that. I, yeah, I'm just the, yeah. the lady who's like in charge, kind of, except not. You know, she's like the second in command. There you go, Kira Stialy. No, no, she was in Star Trek 2. Shit. Okay, well, I'm glad it's not her either. Um, anyway, yeah, Jesse, uh, this wasn't even your, your game. We were just talking about Star Trek now, because you know, Johnny didn't have anything know, to say about awesome. this fucking ASCII RPG. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that it had such a nice soundtrack. You know, give it, it's, it's cool and lo-fi, but I'm, uh, I was surprised from watching it on our little Twitch thing that it even had a soundtrack. So, yeah, uh, cool. What a what a pull, Johnny. What a thing. Well, you can thank our requester Taylor in our Discord, who uh, requested this. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tay. Great request. Patreon absurd fan Tay, requester of good and interesting things. Excellent. Tay is cool. It tastes fine. Um, I like <laughs> Tay. <laughs> Let's not oversell it here, uh, guys. I think that's it. It's time, Johnny. To hit that calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Mm-hmm. Well done, Jesse. Thank you. Jesse the Star Trek man more taking home the W. <laughs> um you know, peek behind the curtains, guys. We uh in the intro to tonight's show when we said that the winner would be catapulted straight to the finals, we had never come to an agreement on that. That was me just kind of speaking truth to uh, you know, some idea that we had behind the scenes. Um Jesse in in truth, we uh I was trying to steamroll you guys with that idea. I'm giving you the option now, here in front of God and the GTT universe and everybody. Do you want to go with the option that I had of you winning and going straight to the finals, 
or do you want to go with the other option that was suggested where the loser is once again eliminated from the show so Johnny is thrown off the show oh man it's going to make it really hard to stream <laughs> next week so maybe if he, if he gets thrown off the show maybe he gets to still hang out Unlike, yeah, I was gonna say, could he still like run the show and like? You know, yes. And come to think of it, maybe David can come back too, but he just can't score any points. What about no, that? No, fuck that. Okay, fine. Then David's still. No, no, show. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just only I'm, if he wears a mask and pretends to be someone else. Okay, th there it is. So yes, David can come back uh, incognito uh, if Johnny and do is. Do a funny voice. Oh, he's. I mean, guys, you know. David's gonna do the whole episode as Donald Duck. He, uh, <laughs> he's good. Could it be Johnny's Donald Duck? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking evil demon he duck, has David. Cancer. God. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So sorry, Jesse. Let's just make it official. Do you want to be catapulted straight to the finals or eliminate Johnny from August Absurdity right here and now? Oh, let's get rid of Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Hey, I'm sorry, you. man. I, yeah, we really should have uh, behind-the-scenes meetings, not on-the-podcast meetings. I apologize <laughs> for my part in this. But, uh, Johnny, I'm sorry. It's game over for you. You've scored no points, so you really don't game deserve to continue. over! <laughs> hey, fuck you. Yes. Johnny, we love you. And we still need you to run the show, but you are eliminated from the show. <laughs> Friends. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Thank you. Um, man, what a uh, what a series of twists. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we never saw it coming. Yeah. Um, eliminating Johnny from the show is as good as sending Jesse to the finals, but it gives us uh, a reason to maybe have uh, you know another episode next week. We'll, we'll decide what goes on next week uh, behind the scenes. So yeah. everybody, stay tuned. August Absurdity is just getting started. We're only yeah. less than halfway through, and it's already not making sense. So It's pretty absurd. It, uh, yeah, I agree. If only there was a soundboard cue to play. Um, Hot take. Ah, yes. Thank you, Akuma. Uh, for burning How your ass. Absurd there, there's that fella. Oh god, love that guy. Um But yeah, so uh stay tuned for more August Absurdity next week, right here on Game That Tune. It's gonna be uh I guess Jesse and I kinda going head to head. We'll see what David and Johnny are able to bring to the table and uh figure out exactly what the uh what the path of this tournament going forward is. So uh I get the feeling that one of us is going to be eliminated. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, does that mean someone wins automatically? Oh, who knows? It, you know, there could be, uh, you know, the possibilities are endless on August Absurdity. Uh, we'll just see. Tay in the chat asking if we do a 1v1 next week, what happens the rest of the month? Shut up. Okay. I'm sorry, was that a first time sound? <laughs> Where the fuck did that just come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, we used that I, before. We had Ultra Beast on the show. That's an Ultra Beast sound. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Of course, okay. our famed Altered Beast episode. <laughs> oh, a little bit of the bitch. Thank you. 
Jeez, Louise. God, Johnny not participating in the show is really going to free him up to ruin the show <laughs> using the yeah, soundboard. Yeah, he can just do whatever. <laughs> so Good. is he picking yeah. all the music? Uh, it's going to be, well, you know, we're going to, again, think about asking David to, you know, if not make an appearance, Who? at least suggest some music. <laughs> like, we can't do the usual Johnny, uh, Johnny picks all the versions of a certain movie game. <laughs> we can't keep doing that in August. <laughs> Uh, but we'll the see. The hell we can't. <laughs> Again, the possibilities are endless. So tune in next week for the round three of August Absurdity. You know, my initial thought was round three should be all VGM threesomes. But now that all previously mentioned plans have gone out the window, uh, we'll just see what happens. So uh, thank you, everybody, so much for being here. Uh, thank you, everybody, watching live with us live every Wednesday night at twitch.tv slash game that tune. Really enjoyed you guys hanging out, chatting with us. Uh, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, checking us out in podcast form. Our podcasts are released Tuesday mornings at GameThatTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcast. Don't ref- uh, forget to uh, rate, review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Uh, the podcast version of Game That Tune, uh, still the best video game music podcast in the history of uh, human existence. Uh, we got a lot of requests tonight. I guess just a couple of requests. They DM'd them to you guys. So, Johnny, shout out your requester. Uh, Taylor Y in our Discord. Yes, and Jesse, you got a request from? CX. Yeah, CX Trife in Discord. You guys, uh, Discord's a great place to make your requests, or you can do it at GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media site. And I've done it out of order. I usually thank them after I thank our patrons. Guys, check out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got game that tune gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries and all kinds of fun things. And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream at gttradio.com. The home for video game music on the internet. Uh, Truly just a lot of fun things that we do with the money from Patreon. Uh, and again, you know, more money means more copies of Disney Illusion Island for all of us to have to play. So, you know, consider, uh, consider, you know, giving us some money so that we can all play this children's game together. Um, want to give a special, uh, thanks, of course, to our absurd fans. Talking about, uh, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, uh, Sam L, Phoenix here, 2121. Uh, Beast Pond and the Kerrigan, the most absurd of fans at patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, we love all you guys. And that's going to do it. Jesse, you've won. Congratulations. You made the right Thank decision. You. Eliminating Johnny from the show. You know, you gave, uh, you didn't give yourself, you didn't put yourself over in the end. You did what was best no. for the show and got rid of Johnny. So now do what's best for the show and end it with fantastic bonus tunes. Oh, man. So, um, in 1985, oh, the WWE released, released, oh, no. this, uh, <laughs> he released this album called The Wrestling Album and had a bunch of uh, wrestlers sing songs. No. Yes. You said 85? Well, yeah, 85. So I found a great song that Junkyard Dog and uh, Vicky Sue Robinson sang called Grab Them Cakes. Um <laughs> One of the lyrics in the song goes like this. And when you get yourself started, it's hard to stop. You just go for your partners, you know what. And then you grab them cakes. I wonder what they could be talking about. Let's find out. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week for more August Absurdity. Peace out, everybody.
Postulate just momentarily on the virtues of Junkyard Dog. I think he can sing as good as he can rap. Even you had to be impressed, Jesse. I'm not impressed. Let me tell you what it sounded like. He had a mouth full of grit spewing out at the microphone. Sonic and the Secret Rings is copyright 2007 Sega Games Company Limited. Parasite Eve is copyright 1998 Squaresoft. Gate of Thunder is copyright 1992 Red Company and Hudson Soft Company Limited. Tasmania is copyright 1994 Sega Games Company Limited. Disney Illusion Island is copyright 2023 Disney Electronic Content. Stone Story RPG is copyright 2023 Martian Rex.